This is a marketing communication. Please refer to the key information document or KID before making any final investment decisions. Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance does not predict future returns. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Allianz Technology Trust, please go to www.allianztechnologytrust.com. Hello, welcome to Silicon Valley Bite Size, an update on the tech sector from the Allianz Technology Trust. I'm Cherry Reynard. Today, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. The rapid adoption of ChatGPT has brought it to investors' attention, and share price performance for related companies has been very strong since the start of the year. However, recent reporting from the tech giants suggests it may take considerable investment to realize its potential. So with me to take a closer look is Mike Seidenberg, manager of the Trust. So welcome, Mike. Good to see you again. Um, can we start with a look at how AI works and the various different types? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much that's being written. I'm sure, you know, even for myself, you know, sometimes my head spins. So, you know, I think the right way to break it down is to think about where we are today and kind of and where we're going and where we hope to be. Um, you know, most of the AI today are reactive machines. Uh, these are, you know, machines where, you know, you've probably seen them, whether you interact you know, with a, with a particular consumer brand or a business brand. And, you know, they're asking you if you need help. And, you know, if you deviate at all, you usually just say agent, right? Because you want to talk to a person. Um, and, and by the way, in these machines are helpful. Um, you know, I, I had a really good interaction uh, the other day where I needed to make a return because I had bought vanilla paste versus uh, vanilla um, liquid. Uh, and on Amazon, it's not returnable item. Uh, but knowing that on Amazon, you can return things, you just have to kind of go a layer deeper. And I interacted with a chat bot. And it was a really good experience. I finally figured out it wasn't an agent, but it took me a while. And obviously, I got my refund, which is great, because I felt great as a consumer. Um, but I think that where the world is going to is to towards or the world is going to is limited memory um, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, which is why people are so excited about chat GPT. Um, now with the definition of limited memory, by you know, that tells you that there's only a certain amount of characters uh, that this particular technology can handle today. And that continues to grow as you kind of see people write about uh, write about uh, chat GPT and others, uh, whether it's images or um, words, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and those will grow, uh, you know, where we want to go to eventually is more like, is more kind of theory of the mind, right? Like how do we as human beings interpret things? And, um, you know, I, I, I read a great example of, you know, you know, Google Maps, whether you miss your turn or not, you know, is very rudimentary with respect to just rerouting you. But, you know, really in a, in a perfect idea, it's to, it's to create machines that interact more effectively with humans. And right. So taking into consideration our, kind of state of being um, and we're not there yet today. I think we'll get there. And obviously that that's a little bit of a, you know, that, that that's down the road. But I think that what you're seeing broadly speaking is just use cases 
that are really innovative uh, for companies, primarily because, you know, at the end of the day, and I say this a lot about technology, you know, technology tends to be a, a, a way that companies create some type of either, you know, sell more things, happier customers, take costs out, right? It's kind of those three things that I always think about technology solving challenges. So yeah, chat or sorry, artificial intelligence is really at top of mind um, and obviously, you know, where the future goes, who, who knows, but that's kind of where we are today, in my opinion. And I mean, you mentioned those use cases. I mean, are there certain sectors or um, areas where it has particular application? Yeah, uh, great question. You know, images are something that, you know, like a lot of people are talking about, you know, specifically if you use a, you know, a medical medical use case, whether it's looking at, uh, you know, lots and lots of images of a particular, um, you know, uh, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a pet scan or a cat scan and looking for something that, 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 that no matter how good you are as a radiologist, using technology to basically augment your decision and being able to identify something that maybe the, the human eye really can't. Uh, identify um, and artificial intelligence uh, allows allows that right and, and and obviously if you extrapolate that the earlier we might find something in a particular individual the better the outcome probably is so I think I think that's a that's a good use case I think you're looking um, at you know if you think about you know the, the, another side of the images is just making sure um, on the advertising side that the correct image is being served uh, to the to the customer, right, um, or to the to the individual. So really allowing a personalization experience, right. Um, uh, and I think you're going to see really you know clever things done uh, by the companies that market uh, to the folks like me and you. Um, and I think, it, you know, if I think about oil and gas, right, I think about interpreting, you know, log data, uh, you know, coming coming off seismic, uh, you know, some of the equipment they use out in the field, right, just making better decisions as to potentially, like, where might you want to put a, uh, a, you know, a water injector in an oil field to increase production, stuff like that. I mean, it really runs the gamut. And I think that, you know, that's, and I think the reason why you're hearing me talk about various verticals is really this notion that the interest level is across all businesses. It's not in one particular business, because I think, I think in general, businesses are seeing applicability and and use cases or test cases that really kind of kind of open up open the horizon uh, for their business with respect to using it. Yeah, and I, obviously that's been part of the excitement since the start of the the year that there are so many applications for it. But the, Microsoft um, and possibly Meta as well slightly spooked markets in their results statement when they were saying, uh, "Yeah, there are there's a lot to gain out of AI, but." you know, there's there's going to be a lot of costs involved as well. I mean, where are we on that sort of cycle? Is there still considerable investment needed to realize its potential? Absolutely. Um, look, like a lot of things in technology, we see a curve, right? And that cost curve comes down over time. Um, it usually comes down as more and more people use the particular technology. So, you know, if, if you go back and, and think of the history of technology, we've seen this time and time again. You, What you really want to do um, if you're uh, in this particular business is allow customers to use the technology 
um, establish those use cases. And then as you create scale, your costs come down. But there is an investment that's needed. It's probably a forward investment, um, as Microsoft alluded uh, on their recent conference call. Um, uh, and that shouldn't be terribly surprising. Um, I had a I had the opportunity last week. I was at a conference and I met with the chief operating officer uh, of one of our holdings, and he really talked about the equation between the customer pain and what value they the, this particular company was providing, and making sure that that equation was really a positive one for the customer, right? Because what you want to do is charge a price where companies really feel or customers really feel like they're getting a lot of value for it. And I thought he, he did a really good job of articulating the value. Um, he actually had a great use case uh, with numbers and everything. And you could do the math. It was simple math. And I was just like, yeah, I would buy this if I were running a business because it was a positive net present value, i.e. it was a positive return. I don't want to try to talk in uh, technical terms, but it was really, it was really interesting to hear him think about that. And I think that, you know, the great businesses, if you go back historically, they create value for their customers in using the product. So, you know, I mean, I don't think, you know, and if you don't, you go by the wayside. So I, I think that the, I think that the business models will solve their will, will figure themselves out over time. But there probably is a required investment early on um, uh, as we think about uh, artificial intelligence and, and, and the applicability um, that, that we're seeing. And, and from an investment point of view, presumably there are kind of two sides to it. There are those companies who are beneficiaries of AI and who will make money from it. And then there are the, the sort of disrupted companies um, who, are, who are kind of on the wrong side. And presumably you have to keep track of both of those. So I, I wonder, can you talk me through companies that are sort of benefiting and, and those that might be disrupted as well that you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, I mean, in here again, you know, you have to make sure, you know, we are living in a very quickly changing dynamic world, right, where if you if you forego, you know, using certain technologies, if you're a business, you can get left by the wayside, right? We've seen it with the movement of digital, we saw it previously, you know, with the internet, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, you know, if I think about artificial intelligence, it is another example. Um, and I think the key point here is having data really creates an advantage. So, you know, thinking about whether businesses that, that, that built their systems um, with data in mind from the get-go, um, and, you know, I, I go back to earlier in my career and, you know, I'll use Netflix for an example. I always thought that the, the beauty of Netflix was that they're just an amazing merchandiser of content, right? And it's because their system was designed from day one with data, with the back end in mind, right? Like, what do they do with the, with the data that Mike Seidenberg, who grabs a piece of content to watch, um, you know, how do they how do they take that information and, and replicate it or use it, um, you know, across lots and lots of users in a very agnostic way, but to make sure that they're, that, that they're understanding not only how to how to get me to watch things, but also how how what how should they purchase? What should they purchase? So here again, I think in artificial intelligence, having that data and being data centric is going to be really important to businesses. And if you're not, you're at a competitive disadvantage. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's what I've, it's, it's a, we are spending lots of time as a team thinking about those companies that basically have that, that data to, to, to leverage it into the artificial intelligence realm.
presumably there is also a risk that share prices get ahead of the likely growth trajectory. I mean, this this seems to be a um, a sort of perennial problem with any fast growing um, technology um, area. Um, how how do you manage that in the portfolio and sort of make sure you're not overpaying for that growth? Sure. Uh, you know, it, it is a perennial question as a technology investor. It's just like, you know, you know, the the notion of kind of thinking long term, yet also being really cognizant of the short term. Um, and it, you know, and it really boils down to risk reward. Like what is what is the risk reward of a particular uh, company um relative to you know their longer term growth rate? Look, we manage it like a lot of people do in that, you know, we 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 very, very much think about position size. We think about, you know, when things seem too exuberant, particularly or sorry, potentially um, you trimming that position. Uh, but it's active risk management and it's, it's a core tenant to how we run the run the portfolio. Um, you know, I, I will tell you with secular ideas, and I do think this is a secular idea, getting the, you know, I'm probably going to err on the side of owning versus not owning, given that in my career, I've just seen these secular themes play out really long and over many more years than investors typically realize. So it's it's really identifying the companies and who we think the winners are um, and going through our process and making sure we have exposure to those winners in some capacity. So just to wrap up, I mean, on balance, do you think this is an opportunity or a threat? I think on balance, it's an opportunity. I mean, look, you know, I think that people thought, remember, you know, if you roll the clock back 70 years, there were huge pools of people typing at corporations, right? And those typing pools were uh, replaced as the electric typewriter, you know, came of age, right? And everyone thought there'd be, you know, job, you know, job loss, et cetera, et cetera. What you want you know, as as the world progresses, is people using you know the best technologies to do their jobs in the in the most effective manner. Now, there may be some job loss um, if your job you know if your job is a very rudimentary one where you just kind of go through the same task day in day out. But I think for a lot of people, I think that artificial intelligence is probably an enhancement, not a you know to to the job opportunity uh, for the average kind of knowledge worker. Um, so, you know, I, look, you, you know, I don't think you can stop the progress of technology. There could be some job loss near term, but I think over time, it probably may, it probably is more about job creation versus job loss. You know, I will also caveat it's early days. You know, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of learning to be done. Uh, but, you know, I don't think we're going to stop the wheels of progress. Um, you know, want, you, not, as people look at this technology as such a key enabler to their businesses. Great. Okay, we'll wrap up there. Um, If you have any questions on the subjects we've discussed today or anything about the trust, please do go to the website, alliancetechnologytrust.com or contact one of the sales team. So thank you, Mike, for those insights today. And thank you all for listening. 